Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the power play problems continue, and a look at the standings with three games left in the season. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Boston Bruins are currently in a power play slump as of late, and it's real concerning coming up uh, with the playoffs coming up just a week away. An effective power play can be a huge advantage in the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially in a close series decided by a bunch of one-goal games. And I know that Pasta has been out a few games, but the other players haven't picked up the slack. Now, this morning at the morning skate, the power play lines were, well, of course, McAvoy, Pasta, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Hall. And the second power play unit was Lindholm, Halla, Coyle, Smith, and DeBrusque. Now, both power plays look solid. But they need those units to, to produce before the playoffs. So they got three games to get their act together before the playoffs. Now... The thing is, I know that, you know, Pasta's been out. He's been he's been injured, so that's a big factor. But they need to change things up. Maybe have McAvoy shoot more so they get some kind of a, of a rebound or lucky bounce off someone in front of the net. I mean, usually that's the way it usually goes, right? That's the way it usually goes. You shoot the puck and you, and, you know, you get a lucky bounce. And I've been saying this for years. Every time watching the Bruins power play, somebody's got to shoot from the back end and, you know, maybe get a lucky bounce or a rebound. And McAvoy or or even Lindholm need to be used in those kind of situations. You can't really rely on the guys up front to do all the work. I mean, all the teams know that Pasta is going to shoot a one-timer from the right side. And... And that's when he scores goals. So that's where they're going to concentrate more. They're going to concentrate more on pasta. All right? So it's good to, you know, mix it up and have McAvoy, Lindholm, or whoever's on that back end shoot the puck more. It makes complete sense. Now, the other thing that the Bruins could do is maybe change up the lines a little bit. You know, take maybe remove Hall off that number one power play unit and put DeBrusque on that power play unit. You know, put, you know, have Pasta up front with Marshawn and Hall and and DeBrusque and put Bergeron and McAvoy on the back end. 
That's one way you can play around with the lines here because they're not getting it done and you need to get things done before the Stanley Cup playoffs start. You know, you need to find a rhythm and that rhythm isn't happening right now. I mean, it's... You look at this... You look at McAvoy, Pasta, Marchand, Bergeron, and Hall on a power play unit, you expect them to score goals, not go 0 for 30, 0 for 30. 40-something that they are now. You know, and the, the other thing is you can't rely on Pasta to, to shoot that puck from the right, that one-timer every time. You know, you got to get in there. You got to grind it in the front of the net, have have whoever's on that back end shoot the puck and hope for a rebound or or a deflection or something. Because a lot of, a lot of those, a lot of those power play goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to come off a rebound and, you know, possibly, you know, a rebound or it's going to bounce off somebody, you know, get that traffic in front, get somebody in front of that net because, you know, you could get one, a shot, even a shot off the post, you know, bounces back off the post and somebody could easily just put it in. So you're going to get garbage goals off the power play during the playoffs. And they need to find a way because this team isn't going anywhere in the playoffs unless they start to figure this out because they've been playing great as I mean they've been playing awesome since January but there are some places that they really you know they've slacked in the last couple of games and they really need to find it you know I know that they came off a weekend beating the Rangers and they beat Montreal and you know, those were big wins, but still, you have to figure out what's going to happen on the power play because the power play is going to be a key to winning a game in the playoffs. Now, looking at the playoffs, as of right now, it looks like the Carolina, it looks like the Bruins would be playing the Carolina Hurricanes if the season ended today. Okay. Now, there's still a good chance with three games remaining that they could catch Tampa for that third spot. In the Atlantic Division, but there's also a good chance that the Washington Capitals, who are only three points away with three games remaining, could possibly move ahead of the Boston Bruins in the wild card. Now, if that were to happen, the Bruins would would drop down to the second wild card spot, and they would end up playing Florida. Now, here's the thing: I wouldn't want to play Florida right now because I don't know what got into Florida this this season but I don't know there was a miracle worker down in maybe maybe it was a good thing that they they got rid of or that Joel Quenville stepped down at the beginning of the season who knows you know Carolina's Carolina's going to be a tough team it's going whoever they end up playing in the first round it's going to be a tough first round and the thing is Against these two teams, it's going to be, it's going to, like I said, it's going to come down to power play goals. And they're going to need that. I mean, one playoff, I mean, if you think about it, who would you want to face in the, in the first round? You know, do you want to go, do you want to shoot for that third spot in that first round? Because if the playoffs ended to like I if the playoffs ended today, it would be Carolina. 
And I think Carolina would be a tough, a real tough um, team to play in the playoffs. That would be a that would be a, a tough series. Let's let's face it, that's going to be a tough series because Carolina's got some good firepower. Still, little question about the goaltending situation going on down there. They've been plagued with injuries and all types of stuff. So who knows about that? Um, and there's another good, there's another interesting scenario for that too, is that there's a good chance that Pittsburgh could actually could. There's a good chance looking at everything. Well, there's a good chance that Washington could overtake Pittsburgh. So there, there's there's a lot of interesting factors still to be played out by the time this Bruins season ends on Friday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, do they jump ahead of Tampa? You know, and take that third spot, which would mean that I believe, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work, but I believe it's like, I believe it would be um, the Bruins facing off against the Toronto Maple Leafs if they were to play, I believe if they were to play, um, if they were to overtake Tampa for third in the Atlantic, I be- I think they play Toronto. I'm not quite sure about that. You know, I mean, my thought would be, you know, I've always th- thought that the Bruins, if they ended up playing the third, you know, finishing third in the Atlantic, they would probably end up playing a Pittsburgh in the, th- you know, three plays three, two plays two type, type of deal. But apparently that doesn't, apparently that I'm still trying to figure out this whole entire, um, this whole entire playoff process as far as you know how who plays who but we do know that you know Carolina and Florida will be playing the wild cards that's about it as far as the other four teams I have no clue I'll just have to pay more attention to that okay um the you know could I mean could the Bruins actually overtake Tampa they could I mean Tampa's I mean they're only 3 points away both teams have the same. Ex- both teams had the same. This this you know same same games remaining. They both have three games remaining on the schedule. So there's a good point. There's a good chance the Bruins could catch Tampa Bay. There's a really good chance that they could take that third spot. But I don't really don't see them taking the third spot because they're. I mean, they play tonight. They play Thursday against Buffalo, which they should win, and then Toronto, which should be a pretty interesting game. And maybe it might even be a preview of the playoffs to come. Now, as far as the playoffs go, no matter who the Bruins are playing, I still think that Linus Allmark should get the starting goal because he's he's been around the league. I mean, he doesn't have playoff experience, but still. He's got he's got the advantage. He's he's been in the league long enough. Okay? And I believe you know Swayman isn't ready. Swayman isn't ready yet to, for playoff hockey. He's not. He's not a he he'll be ready for playoff hockey in maybe two or three more years. Because right now this should be Olmark's net. You know, I see Olmark possibly playing starting to I believe he's Going to start tonight, and then possibly, you know, since it's back to back on Thursday, maybe Allmark goes again on on Thursday night with Swayman ending the season against Toronto on Thursday. 
or on Friday night. And the last time that they, and I believe the last time the Bruins played the Toronto Maple Leafs, Swayman didn't have a really good outing, but I have a feeling that, you know, since it is the last game of the season, you know, you might as well just throw throw him in, in there to give, you know, you're not really going to give Allmark a break, but, you know, Allmark plays Thursday, Swayman plays Friday, and then you're in the playoff, and then you're in the, um, then you go on to the playoffs. Give or take when that starts, I would have to say maybe sometime, maybe like Monday or Tuesday of next week. I don't know. But, you know, you got to go with Olmark right now. I mean, he's the veteran. He's somewhat of the veteran for the Boston Bruins. You know, both goalies have played great, but I don't think that Jeremy Swayman is ready for playoff hockey yet. He's, I don't think he is. I mean, right now, I would have to, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you do a goal, goalie rotation, you know, during, maybe, maybe that's what Cassie's planning on, you know, doing a goalie, rotating the goalies for the, for the play, for the playoffs. But right now I would have to go with, I would have to go with, you know, Allmark. I mean, their numbers are basically the same. Swayman has played more, one more game more than Linus Allmark. You know, they both have like I almost identical records. Swayman is 23-13 and an overtime of 3. And you have Linus Allmark with 24-10 and you know, with overtime of 2. You know, their goals against average is about the, almost the same. I mean, Swayman has a 2 a 2.37. Allmark has a 2.52. You know, and and the save, save percentages are 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 almost even. You know, save percentage for Swayman is 0.915, and for Olmark it's nine point one four. With Swayman having having the having the advantage in shutouts with three, and Olmark hasn't had a shutout all season. But like I said, I'd rather go with Olmark right now because he's been the hot hand. Swayman has been kind of iffy. So I'd uh, my guess is that I'd rather go with I'd rather go with Allmark right now because he he does have he does have the advantage in you know as a as a veteran if you think about it you know he doesn't have the playoff experience but he still has you know he still he's still you know there you know, you know, he's still the vet. You know, he's still like somewhat of a veteran here. I mean, in any in his NHL career, he's played 156 games. You might as well just give him the 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 um. You know, you might as well give him the nod. I mean, he's played seven seasons. I think he's due to start. You know, a playoff a playoff um. You know he's due to start. You know some type of a of 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 a playoff series because you know he hasn't played. I mean I know that neither neither goal well neither goaltender has really played any playoff games, but still, Allmark's got all this time. You know he's the veteran. Got to start with him. Now another player that has has been playing really great and I I enjoy watching him is that new kid McLaughlin. In the games he's played, I 
you know, in the games Mark McLaughlin has played, you know, he's been he's been great. He's been great. He's been grinding in the corners. Love love his playing style. You know, I want to see him in the lineup more than, you know, Nick Felino. Because right now, he has more Nick Felino only has two goals all season. Mark McLaughlin has three. I want to see Mark McLaughlin in the lineup for the playoffs. I think it would be I think sitting Nick Felino and sending him to the ninth floor of the garden for the next three games might actually wake his ass up. You know, then again, Nick Felino could possibly be the big hero of the of the playoff of the playoffs. So and everybody's always said that the playoffs are a new season, everybody starts fresh. Well, I believe that there are going to be some guys that are going to st- start fresh and start off really good. And if this kid, Mark McLaughlin, gets a shot, I think he's going to be one of those superstars of the playoffs, kind of like how um, Donato was a few years ago. He he had a pretty decent, he had some pretty decent playoff numbers for the Bruins in the playoffs a couple of years ago. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out the next three games, to see if the Bruins can get their power play going, to see how you know, how they match up, who they're going to play in the playoffs. I mean, everything is still up in the air. They could still finish, you know, in that second in that second wild card spot and end up playing Florida. And I would I would be scared. You know, a lot of people out there are probably saying, well, it's just the Florida Panthers. They're going to you they're just going to crash and burn in the first round. I'm like, not necessarily. You know, they've got things going down there in Florida. I never thought Florida would actually be in this position, but, you know, they built something in Florida. Haven't really paid much attention or watched any of the Florida Panther games because, you know, I would like to see if this team is playing so well, how well their attendance is. Because even with Carolina, these two teams are really good this year. It would be a damn shame if the buildings were empty. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, that's going to be the interesting part of this whole playoffs for me is if watching games in Carolina and Florida to see if they're playing before capacity crowds and not empty buildings because that that would say something for the NHL. That would throw that would say something to Gary Bettman and all the rest of those guys is like you have two teams in crappy non-NHL markets that are playing great and yet you still can't fill the building. So that's going to be one interesting aspect to the playoffs too to see if people actually come out for games in Carolina and Florida. And you can be damn sure that I'm going to actually say something about it in the weeks to come. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. <coughs> Are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.